Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Larry Wilmore. I'm black on the air. Um, very we have a real fun show today. This is kind of our mailbag show. Um, <laughs> it's either a function of, oh, we, we can't get anybody this week, or I don't know if we want to do anything this week. What do you want to do? Here's what I like to do. I like to catch up with people's questions. You guys asking me questions, shooting the shit about stuff. I got a couple of my buddies here, Roy Hibbert. How you doing? Ex-NBA player, current observer of the world, yes. and father of one? Of one. A young boy? A young, light-skinned boy. Ooh, light-skinned. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I like him already. Ex-NBA yeah. All-Star. Yeah, oh, thanks. Ex-NBA, yes. Star player. I yeah. want to talk about that, too, a little yeah. bit about the NBA, because we're about to start the playoffs. And my boy, Tommy Alton. I'm here. Tommy and I have talked to him before. He's helped me with the mailbag. Tommy likes asking me questions. Um, you're going to— like stirring the pot. Yeah, you like stirring the pot. He's a pot stirrer. But— uh, Thanks, uh, guys, for sending in your questions from Twitter and all that stuff. And um, and then we'll just make up stuff. We'll just have a conversation. Roy, when's the last time you played in the NBA? Uh, last year, I think uh, November or yeah. December or something like Who that. Who did you play for? I played for the Charlotte Hornets and then okay. got traded to the Milwaukee Bucks for like a week and a half and then went mm-hmm. to Denver. Now, I have always been a fan of your game. I appreciate that. Um, those years you had in Indiana, I thought were fantastic. Yeah. You know, I was rooting for you when you came to my Lakers. Yeah. Oh boy. Didn't oy quite vey. work out there. <laughs> oy vey. You know. Oh, he's Jewish. <laughs> A little oy vey in there. Well, um, I you know I don't know if you want to talk about that, but I think seeing what happened to you in the NBA, I don't want to say what happened like you're a victim or yeah. something, but you're you're like a quality big man, and I feel like. What's up with the NBA not wanting that anymore? Uh, I just think that just seeing the model that Golden State has. Uh-huh, that that uh, spread and shoot. Spread and shoot. Right. And uh, when you have like a two big guys on the court, sometimes it could slow the game down. Mm-hmm. And let's just say we play Golden State. We have two bigs, a power forward and a right. center. And they throw it to the post. You take a hook shot and it misses. And they go down and shoot a three. Right. It's just, you know, you slow the game down and coaches' asses get tight, you it's, know, then they want to get more, <laughs> you know. But it, it's That's just, what they call it, five-point switch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's up to me. I didn't really mm-hmm. change my game, so I don't think I'm I'm not going to play the victim here. It's like, yeah. you know, I, I did pretty well for myself, saved my money. Do you miss playing pro ball? I don't. I think it would be it would have been harder if I didn't have my son, uh-huh. you know, who's a, about to turn a year old. And, right. You know, as cliche as that sounds, thank you, mm-hmm. it, it, it does— he makes me my my days a lot brighter. Right. When did you when did you realize the league was changing? Um, like four years ago, mm-hmm. um, Popeye Jones, my big man coach in Indiana, came to me and said that the Pacers had brought in um, a stack guy, and the stack guy said hmm. the one on one post up is the worst shot in basketball. <laughs> wow. And. And I, I, one I on one post up is the stack worst yeah. shot in stack basketball. Guys just yeah. That erases <laughs> Will Chamberlain's entire career, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's entire career. I mean, unless you have a shot like like Kareem that goes right. in ninety percent of the time, but um, it, it happens. I didn't get salty about it. I started to change my game. Wait, more why was shot. that the worst shot? I'm still com- confused. That's one of the highest percentage. Well, yeah, shots, what about right? like a twenty-seven foot three? Well. They're thinking, like, if you can come down, shoot a three, and then, you know, maybe make one or miss one, you speed the game up, there's more chances of shooting threes than opposed to going down, throwing the ball, everybody, the defense sets. Mm-hmm. And it's basically one and done if you don't hit the shot. Yeah. As opposed to shooting a three fast, you could get an offensive rebound, kick it out for mm-hmm. uh, another three. So. so it's kind of a volume issue, I guess, right? Yeah. So yeah. the modern game— has really been volume shooting, yeah. spreading out, and yeah. big men, unless you're shooting threes, are yeah. kind of irrelevant. Right? You know, to tell you the truth, I love watching, when I do watch a game, right. watching Golden State and those teams that have adapted that. Yeah. It's so much fun the teams seeing those guys. Well. They do it well. Yeah. That, that looks so fun. And, like, yeah. um, I, I don't hold any resentment. You know, my son could potentially be tall. Mm-hmm. I t- I'm going to tell whatever. If he Wait, wants you to said play, he's light-skinned? He's light-skinned. Mm-hmm. My wife is I don't white. know how tall he's going to get. But, yeah, that's uh, Sam Bowie thing happening. Maybe his feet will jump off the top. Yeah, that's fine. Exactly. But I, I, I want him to be able to like go to whatever Kevin Durant camp and like be a tall guy that could dribble the ball, shoot right. threes, and stuff like that. As opposed to, I was six eight in like eighth grade. They just told me stand in front of the basket and just shoot shots. Don't Did you dribble. ever try to extend your game like that? I like, think that I was in college under the. Um, my, the tutelage of the Thompsons, they uh-huh. kind of old school, stay in John the paint. Stay, yeah, mm-hmm. stay in the paint. 
That's where big guys make their money. Right. So I think that it's probably my fault, too, when I got to the NBA. I never ventured out to the three. So if you saw myself or Dwight Howard shooting threes now, you'd be like, right. you know, what the hell? Like, it's, Well, I you think know. that about any shot Dwight Howard yeah. takes. Uh, <laughs> so, so it just changes. But right. uh, I think that all in all, it was probably the right time. Here's, here's my thing. Do you think that, like— I think Russell Westbrook, when we're talking right now, we don't yeah. know if he may average a triple-double yeah. this year. And he needs 16 rebounds. He needs 16 rebounds. So by the time Wednesday people night. hear this, he, he, may, by half yeah. time. he <laughs> may have done it. Um, but he certainly did it last year, and he yeah. got the MVP. Yeah. LeBron gets a lot of triple-doubles. Ben Simmons. I think I'm in the my, minority of people that isn't that impressed. Um, and I'll tell you why. It's because of this reason. It's because there aren't the big men in the middle who will be gobbling up a lot of those rebounds. Like— Russell Westbrook doesn't have to get that rebound over Shaq. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, well, we'll be, of well you play, yeah, he plays the Warriors. Like, Draymond Green is the big guy, and he's six, he's six, six and a half. Yeah. He's right. two inches taller than you. I mean, I'm getting double doubles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm getting 10 rebounds, 10 turnovers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, my thought on that with mm-hmm. Russ, Russell. Nothing yeah, against Russ. Nothing against Russ. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like when it comes to the rebounds, guys know to let him get the rebound because he draws <laughs> yeah. so much attention. Well, Carmelo talked about that too. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, but like he draws so much attention that he gives those big guys open layups for dunk. That's how he right. pads his assist stats. So you don't want to get on his bad side. You t- you steal a rebound from him. He finishes right. a game with eight or nine rebounds. He could have gotten a 10 or 11. I feel like Russ, is, he's like one of those annoying gnats that – you know, be easy to just kind of just stop it, but that gnat somehow brings you some gold that yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. that yeah. everybody likes. It's like that type well, of. One of the one of the things now is like look at a guy like Anthony Davis, yeah. who's almost as tall yes. as you are, yeah, and he's stretching the floor. Yeah. He's shooting threes. Right. It's like yeah. this new hybrid. Well, they I think they have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah do, you, do you like anybody for the playoffs this year? To tell you the truth, the team that I'm most interested in watching, and maybe it's like you get LeBron or. Cab fatigue, but I, I can't wait to watch Philly play. Like, you know, yeah, Philadelphia 76 I was at the game on Friday. Team, really? Yeah, yeah, when they play Cleveland. It's mm-hmm. it, they're, it's pretty crazy they're what's happening with yeah. them right now. I mean, yeah. just like, I love Embiid's game. Like, he plays down yeah. low, bangs, he shoots threes, he talks trash, he backs he's, it up on Instagram and Twitter. He's kind of that Definitely realization of that new yeah. type of player where yeah. he's unapologetically long in his game, right? Yeah. Like, he'll go outside. He'll, he, But he's got inside game, too. Yeah. You know, he's kind of yeah. have both. And he's a trash talker. Yeah, I love that. You yeah. know, because when, when you grow up playing basketball at a young age, they tell you mm-hmm. you have media training. You're supposed to be gracious to your to right. your opponents. That's you have to funny. be great, great, graceful in winning and right. graceful in losing. He's, you know, he has beef with uh, the, yeah. the center in uh, Miami. Right. With and a bunch of them. With a bunch of guys. Drumming, side. And he's, like, over here dancing with the cheerleaders after. <laughs> and he's over here talking trash on Instagram. I love, I mean, on Twitter, I love it. You See, know? my only thing is I'm a little old school in this. I I like talking trash during the game. I think once the game's over, it's like, I don't have beef with you. We're not playing. Like, why, why am I going to waste my time having beef with, beef with you well, on the thing Instagram? With, the thing which is amazing about Embiid is he he's only been in the U.S. for about, Eight or nine years or right. something like that. He didn't grow up here, mm-hmm. and he is so he's so fluent in what what plays well on social mm-hmm. media and yeah. culturally. Like he has this weird, innate thing that you really can't teach. It's almost like a comedy writer. Like he has mm-hmm. the instincts of a comedy writer in that, like whether it's like a tag on Instagram or yeah. it's the right photo yeah. or anything like that. He's always sort of ahead of the curve. I mean, he's the one who really people forget. He's the one who brought back. The trust the process yeah. hashtag that thing yeah, was yeah, yeah. that thing was like a, a it was a terror. I mean, obviously the team got yeah. better, which helped, mm-hmm. but trust the process was not a thing that people said. Mm-hmm. And then he got to Philly and he started going trust the process, trust yeah. the process, yeah. and it's and he brought it back. And that to your point, that adds to the like he's not just a great player. Yeah, he's he's a he's like a phenomenon. Yeah, he, but the thing the thing with that team, and I've heard this from. A couple of the people around the team, one of the players and one of the, and the one of the people in the organization, like the sky is really the limit for them. And that, like, we'll some see. people think Ben uh, and Joe could be the two best players in the NBA. We'll see, Tommy. The thing, the here is the determining factor: is the heat of the playoffs. It's a different type of. It's different. Oh, for sure. yeah. I mean, yeah. once you have, that's why LeBron is so amazing. I mean, once you have that heat on your back yeah. and the heat is under your feet, so to speak, it's different. It, you either show up or you don't. I mean, Harden saw that 
last year. Remember he disappeared that last yeah. game? Yeah. He's seen, seen it a bunch. By the way, there's still no explanation for that. I haven't heard any explanation for that. Yeah. And he's nobody can stop James Harden as far as I'm concerned. He and LeBron are like those unstoppable type players. Yeah. They can stop themselves. Yeah. Like if they're cold, that's yeah. how they're stopped. I, yeah. I, if I ever got ISOed on him. I don't want to be on the highlight reels getting right. across up and fall. I'm fouling you right away. If you right. get past just me, I'm hard foul. You go ahead and just hit your free throws. I'm not getting put on a, a highlight reel well, for end of the season. Well, you guys, when you were in Indiana, you had that three-year, four-year run where yeah. you played Miami yeah. with LeBron and Wade yeah. and Bosh, and you played them every year in like the conference finals. Yeah. Like, could you feel them just— Especially LeBron just like turning it up a notch when oh, you get yeah. into that. I mean, those series went like seven games. Ago yeah, on. I could tell you that home court advantage plays a big part, and then also the game seven, it just you could just tell we were ready. Paul, Lance, you know, David West, mm-hmm. George Hill, we were all ready to go, and then you could just see like LeBron just rose to another level. So when I hear pundits, you know, talk about. Oh, he didn't. He missed two free throws at the end of the game in the regular season. That that shit does about not. LeBron. Yeah, but does not <laughs> right. matter. And like, I, I think you know who I'm talking about here for Fox Sports One guy over there. You talking about it's, Skip? Yeah. Uh, um, so Skip um, yeah. Um, I don't care. I got, <laughs> this is my podcast. <laughs> yeah. I can say so, so you know, it, well, but just, he's on television. They're trying to get ratings. That is true. Yeah. That is true. It's, it's not it's the like same the Fox, as real. It's, the Fox it's not News real of commentary. Sports, of sports commentary. That's no, true. but they. But first take does it too. You know, Stephen yeah. A. But like, and Max. I've been on those in. shows. Yeah. And it is, it's crazy to me that there's a different energy when you're behind, like, before of you course, go on set. Because it's entertainment. And then as soon as you go on set, I'm scratching my head here, like, yo, where, yeah. like, where'd this guy just Don't come from? So <laughs> that's a mess. Yeah, I'm that's, like, this dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it, it, it caught me off guard, though. But I, I, LeBron, I feel like, is going to hopefully get out the East. But I, I, I would love to see Philly shake things up. Yeah, so you think it's going to be the Cavs? Cavs, th- Cavs against... I, I don't see what the the rank the, the seedings are, but mm-hmm. everybody talks about Toronto is supposed to be their year. Doesn't this, matter to me. That doesn't matter. Yeah, best they, team they, is they, best team. That's, that, I feel like Toronto has been supposed to be this this their year for the past three four years. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it always, there's always something goes wrong. Yeah, like they, I don't know if my stats could be wrong. We could probably bring back that stat guy from mm-hmm. a couple of years, but but I don't know if they've gotten out the second round. Or gone to the conference finals? No, I don't that. think they have. So I'll maybe be they're the Clippers of the East. Not only have they not got, not, <laughs> not only have they not gone to the conference finals, they yeah. haven't even been particularly close. Like they haven't even gotten to a game seven. Yeah. At least like Washington got to a game seven yeah. against Boston yeah. before That's losing. That's true. That's true. Like, David Toronto's just not been able to. Come. I yeah. personally think that when push comes to shove, if it's yeah. fourth quarter basketball, good luck beating LeBron James. Oh yeah. That's my feeling on it. You know, when when everything's on the line, yeah, I just think he wants it just a, enough, a little bit more Here, than anybody. Here's else the thing, though. At the this end is of the, the problem with that team right now with is, Cleveland. With Cleveland is they have LeBron, who is mm-hmm. you could still say he's the best player on the planet mm-hmm. actively mm-hmm. right now, and you have Kevin Love, who's still really good, an mm-hmm. All Star type player, and the rest of that team, even your old teammate George, who can't, who's been hurt for a lot of the year. Besides him, it is they're completely unproven. Like they're unproven to the to to the point so. that to the point that if you take away, if you, like not not you're not going to take away LeBron, but if yeah. you say like, listen, LeBron's going to get thirty against us. Kevin's going to hit some threes. Like there's no one else on that team that I don't. I think let me ask you feel this. Comfortable with let me ask you going this. to war with when LeBron LeBron's first championship series was against whom? Dal- Dallas. Dallas. No, San Antonio. When he was with Cleveland. Oh, okay. before. Okay. You don't even yeah, okay. remember. Yeah. Yeah. That's how invisible. That's how invisible that team was. <laughs> LeBron, come on, stop it. That's it. That's true. Stop it. It's like Tiger can beat you with a rake. Yeah. You know, well, not these days. But well, what do you think? Day. What do you think about the West? Because the West, the Warriors are super interesting. The, War, I the predicted Warriors, Houston the Warriors have not been even making an effort to play hard for the last two months, which is pretty remarkable. Let me tell you something. It is very hard. This is a layman's observation, yeah. right? It is it is very, very difficult to keep up a certain level of intensity of excellence yeah. when you have the comfort of winning. Yeah. Okay? That is the hard one of the hardest things to do when you're at a certain level, when you're at an excellence level. Yeah. When you're not at that level, your energy goes up and down. You're hungry. You know, yeah, you're, you're hungry, hungry, but then you're hungry as long as you feel like you're in the fight too. Yeah. You know, that can fluctuate. But 
the pride of being at the top, like when I think of the Showtime Lakers, Magic always played good enough to win during the season. Yeah. But it was a totally it. different. Yeah. In the playoffs, it was totally different. Yeah. You know, he was he refused to lose even more than he tried to win. Yeah. You know, he's Jordan like, Bulls the same he's like we are not. Yeah. When I walk out of this building, there's not going to be an L on that board. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's going to be a W. You know, so I don't care about sets and all that stuff. Right now, that hunger seems to be with Houston. That's what it seems like to me. Like Harden and Chris Paul, probably even more than Harden, yeah. has that. We're not going to lose as long as I'm out here because yeah. all of those scars from the Clippers, <laughs> I think, yeah. are, are going to be clear yeah. of Chris Paul. What do you think, Roy? I, I think that when you there's only a few teams I could say because you always hear coaches growing up, you can't flip a switch and just go ahead and bring it. I think Golden State is a team that could just flip a switch. When they want mm-hmm. to bring it, you know, they had the what the sixty, how many wins, like sixty three wins or whatever like well, that. Well, oh, they, before they got KD, they yeah. set the record. They, they set the record, seventy three, and then they, and then they added right. the second best player in the Sec- NBA. So I feel like, and then they had fewer wins. Yeah, mm-hmm. let Steph sit out the first round, get healthy, get ready to go. Who are they playing the first round? It's not clear. It's, it's all going to be they tonight. play Utah. Good luck. Well, so it won't be Utah. It's either going to be Minnesota, San Antonio, or New Orleans. Is Denver or, out? Or potentially uh, OKC. When, or Denver, yeah. Yeah, because Denver and Portland There's like five play, teams that Everybody will know. Yeah, exactly. What's yeah. wrong with them? Yeah. How come they don't know this information, yeah. guys? We've already had a game. But yeah. it's not It's yeah. not going to be It's not gonna be Utah, and it's more than likely not going to be OKC. Because, These will be some interesting playoffs yeah. in the West, especially. Yeah. Some interesting matchups. But you give the Warriors the best chance coming out of the West? <laughs> I, I would say yes, based off their track record. Mm. But... I hate I hate when like pundits like make a suggestion and it doesn't come true. So mm-hmm. I wanted to say if I make a suggestion or if it doesn't come right, I will do ten burpees in front of you right now. <laughs> so but so I, make the, so, so I, I'm, putting, I'm putting something or, on it. Yeah. Or you can make a better guess. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you're wrong, we're, yeah. no, we're gonna hold the same. Yeah, you know, why do you need to make a time? poor guess no, no, no. and have a punishment behind no. the poor just guess? Don't be wrong. Why don't you just don't make a be better wrong, guess? But like you know, I'm tired of pundits saying this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen, and then when it doesn't happen, they don't. You know, people still go to them for. Right. Four things. So I want to hold myself accountable. I don't get pundits. Pundits are such prisoners of the moment to me. Yeah. And um, for almost every sport they cover, somebody does something good, they're the kings, and yeah. the other people are the losers. They, yeah. It's amazing to me how the lack of perspective a lot of pundits have. Well, and yeah. the other yeah. thing, and like this is to your point earlier yeah. about like some of the narrative about LeBron, is they are now a lot of sports pundits, in particular. They will stake a claim on something. They'll be like, I'm mm-hmm. the pro-LeBron guy. Yeah. Or I'm the anti-LeBron guy. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what happens. They're going to mm-hmm. spin. So it is like political punditry a little bit right. in that way where you're building your your points around the, the pre-existing narrative rather than just being like the common fan. Yeah. Or you make or something common, up the common and reporter. you argue the thing you make up. Yeah. yeah. You know, like Stephen A. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, does like the, the thing man. where Stephen A. does the thing where, where he like – He's going to be offended if you do something, so don't offend him. Like, you have to prove something to him. says, well, if they don't get this, then I, I just need to know that that's what they're going to do. Because if that doesn't happen, I'm going to have a problem. I'm just going to have a problem. So really? nobody's, nobody's guiding this team for you to not have a problem or have did, a problem. Did you ever something. see the Stephen A? This was a while. This was about a year ago. Did you ever see the Stephen A? Uh, clip about OJ Simpson? No, no. Oh, no. It's, it's maybe the funniest. What, funniest. What, what is his position? His position was he, <laughs> somehow it was when the documentary came out about OJ Simpson right. that, that Ezra made, uh, the really good documentary. And he got onto a rant about Marsha Clark and Darden, the mm-hmm. prosecutors in the case. That's hilarious. And so like, this is like, it, like the thing, like what Stephen A does, yeah. is like, he doesn't just make a statement. He'll go yeah. on these five minute monologues where right, he right, starts right. going. And so you can see him going. With these scenarios. And then all right. of a sudden, by the end of it, he's and I'm not gonna. You can do the voice. I'm not gonna do the voice. But he's basically says like how bad Marsha Clark and Darden are, and he's like, if I was the prosecutor, like I would have won that case. Right. <laughs> and he just yeah. goes and he just like goes through it through, and he just has this like made up scenario where he's just where he is. It right. was almost Trump esque in a way. Well, some it's of like, it you have no you have no law background. Yeah. Well, some of it is time machine punditry. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. It's like if I had but a it's time also, machine, so given the knowledge that it's I have so, now, it's so entertaining. Yeah. And actually. One well, no, Stephen A. is very entertaining. One question mm-hmm. I want to talk, I want to bring up with with you. Obviously, Larry's a Laker fan. Yeah. One of my favorite Stephen A. Super controversial. One of my favorite Stephen A. moments this past year was everything he did with Lavar. 
I just thought it was hilarious with LeVar Ball. Was he pro or against? He's or pro. I mean, he's part of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stephen yeah. A is like, it's like, this is like, like uh, Lonzo loses in the NCAA tournament last year. And, yeah. And 36 hours later, he's marching onto the set with LeVar and Stephen A. And, and they're just dancing around. Yeah. What was your, what was your, a year in, what was mm. your ball, your ball fam? Which, where, where do you stand with the ball fam? At first with LeVar, I was like, this dude needs to sit down. Um, he's doing too much because I think KD said that he's he's just like a normal AAU uh, dad, you yeah. know. And then I started to think about it some more. I said to myself, he's kind of like right in certain aspects, you know. Finding out later on, like a couple months later, that Trump really didn't do anything to help get the guys out of his China, out of China, yeah. out of China. That's one thing, but people just said that you need, surprise, to, you need to say you can say thanks because he because this because Trump said that, and then mm. obviously like some stuff came down, and they said the State Department helped and everything like that. Some people at UCLA mm-hmm. helped, and then Trump just said some stuff while they're already at the hotel on the way back or whatever mm-hmm. like that. But I understand like agents and and shoe companies make money off these off these players, and if he wants to like you know. Set his son up for like building a brand. Let him do that. But he was a little brash. I think one of the the women from FS One Sports or whatever, uh, Fox Sports One, mm-hmm. he told her to stay in her lane. I obviously didn't agree with that. You oh, know, that like was that. Uh, yeah, it Christine Lane. Yeah, is that her name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's yeah. on. Uh, yeah. Oh no. Uh, yeah, that wasn't good. That wasn't good. Um, but I understand. But like, obviously, well, he did the same with the female referee. Right, where oh, he didn't yeah. want to bring his he, team out. He's got some sexism yeah, issues. Yeah, there's some weird. Yeah. There's a weird like undercurrent with him. I, he, yeah. I didn't know about the female re- referee. I knew that there was a referee. I didn't no, know. No, he's there got was... some women issues. Where if there's a strong woman in the room, he yeah. can't take it. Yeah, she's too strong. I can't yeah. take Claire, it. Are you? Are Get you, out of the room. Are you uh, a year into the magic? The Magic Johnson reign. Are you happy with where the Lakers sit? Look, the thing is, see, once again, I'm not a prisoner of the moment, like a lot of people are. You know. Um, I look at the long view of it. Look, the last time we won a championship was in 2010. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago. <laughs> no. yeah. Seriously. People, not, not people act all. like it was 1963. Yeah. You know, like these these Clipper fans. Yeah, I'm going after you, Clipper fans. You go, yeah, I think it was, in fact, it might have been Marcellus Wiley who was saying how uh, the the Lakers have to use nostalgia and all this stuff. Clipper fans haven't even been out of the second round. No. What are they doing talking not about? Not even close. Nostalgia yeah. for eight years ago. You know, it's not yeah. that long ago. Yeah. But the, the Lakers, we went through the 90s where we didn't win anything, yeah. you know. And then next thing you know, we had Shaq and Kobe and rebuilt. Repeat. Yeah, rebuilt the dynasty. But we were on the brink of five championships, not just three. You yeah. Know? So the Lakers have a long history of excellence in the organization. And that's what I trust. And eventually it'll swing around. Look, there are once-in-a-generation players that change the balance of the NBA. Yeah. And good luck sometimes beating those players. Yeah. But in terms of the Lakers' ability to sometimes snatch key players, you know, through free agency and that sort of thing, yeah. I, I think, believe that they— I think it's going to be a big summer for them. They'll be doing I think they're but, all— but I think know, a lot I'm of those guys sure, are coming out here. I'm not sure about the Lonzo ball of it all, though. I'm really not—I don't know about that. In what way? Would, would you have rather kept D'Angelo Russell? No, I'm not saying that. I think there was so much hype around him. Yeah. I'm not sure if he was vetted properly, let's just say, oh. because the hype was so overwhelming. Yeah. You know, especially when you look at, like, Donovan Mitchell, you know, look at some of these other players. But I think to, like, I look at Lonzo kind of like a backup quarterback before he's ready to be the quarterback, yeah. you know. Like Steve Young, he didn't play for the 49ers right when he got there. He backed yeah. up Joe Montana. You know, yeah. In fact, he played in the USFL yeah. before he went there. And he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. You know, sometimes you need a bit of an apprenticeship. The kid is 18 years old. Yeah. Isaiah years Thomas old. could be that vet for him? No. <laughs> I, I hate when people shit in Isaiah <laughs> Thomas. can't even say it with a straight face. No, man. People, I like Isaiah. People treat Isaiah so horribly. And he's injured, for Christ's sakes, you know. But listen, this is the thing. People treat Isaiah horribly, yes, but Isaiah makes things very difficult on himself as well. Yeah, because, because he's got pride as a as a good player. Love the yes, swag. But everyone in the NBA has he's pride. He's got pride. And, and he he he. Roy, the, you can well. He oversteps with the Celtics, uh, bat, like the, the 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 montage or the video thing. I think that it's been said before, but that's where he lost me right there. Like I'm all for him. I've I've been on a team where I was hurt, but the team wanted me to play anyway, and mm-hmm. it kind of like messed me up. 
mm-hmm. later on. Right. I won't say w- which team or whatever, but mm-hmm. I know that he had his heart in Boston and everything like that. But <clears throat> I can understand like being upset and talking about Danny Ainge and what you know, the relationship they had and that being blindsided by that, you know. But when it comes to the Paul Pierce thing, he put up a banner up there. He's like, what? I'm probably top five in scoring for the, or top 10 in scoring maybe for uh-huh. Boston. But you only were there for like two and a half years. You should let the man have his night, though, you know? Oh, I, he I, wanted to have uh, the, the, the video montage, or he wanted to have it in two weeks when his whole family can come, you know? I played for the Pacers for seven years. I didn't get a video tribute right. and everything like that, and I never expected one, you know? Yeah. I feel like video tributes and stuff should be for people that transcend. You know, that team and everything like that and being there for two and a half years and obviously being, what, second or third in in MVP voting or whatever like that's great, but... Maybe he'll ask for a statue next. (laughs) That's where he (laughs) lost me. Don't give me an idea. That's where he lost me, but I'm, I'm an Isaiah fan, though. Before we move on from NBA, we need, we need one Kobe story that you can tell on the air. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I, I think I've told you this, though, but... Uh, one, That's fine. You told me a bunch, <laughs> and many of them are good fits for this. So, um, Are trying to get Roy in trouble? No, no. This is, no, 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 no Tommy, Tommy coming in here. Roy's no, too smart. To he's over not going to get himself in trouble. No, 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 he's not going to no, get himself in trouble. Bean's cool. Like, uh, what, so we were in Sacramento once, right. and... Um, in the beginning of the season, Kobe always used to stay by himself. Like, mm-hmm. when we're on a plane, if there's, like, two seats, mm-hmm. he had a seat by himself, and everybody knew it. Like, he put right. his Don't iPad down. Don't sit next to him. He'd always be writing and stuff like that in his iPad, writing short stories and mm-hmm. stuff, you know? There was never, like, somebody oblivious just sitting next no, to him. Hey, no, man, how's no, it no, no, definitely. Hey, you is that your iPad out. here? You might want to hold that. I don't want to sit on it. <laughs> it's like an unwritten. Thanks, Kobe. But so he, I was surprised because I sat in the same row. And he was like, he was like, uh, big fella, uh, you want to go to this, uh, uh, what's it, those cryo freeze places or whatever like that, you know, to but the night before the game. So I was like, all right, that's to hang out with Kobe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's right. cool. So we get our stuff and we get the team security. They take us over to this place in Sacramento. He had his security vetted the place already, and mm-hmm. we walked in there already there. And then, so we basically had to, like, take off our clothes, mm. you know, stay in underwear, put on mittens and stuff, mm. and then go stand, sit in a room that was, like, cold, but not as cold as the next room you walk into. Okay. Literally, I'm shivering, right, in the room. Yeah, this, sounds like, the room. this sounds like a prank gone no, horribly no, wrong. But he's there <laughs> fine as hell. I'm like, this yeah. motherfucker's cold blood. So we get to the other room. Yeah. The man takes off the gloves and stuff is fine. And we're sitting there for like five minutes. We're just like below zero. Mm-hmm. I said, this man is not like human. And why were you doing this? Because Cole, I was a follower this day. Like Cole said he right? wanted to do it. You so, just so, you know, do it. You just why don't you like, just fine. go sit out in the snow? <laughs> no, I mean, why do you have to find a room But this? But aren't. Snakes cold blooded or something like that. I feel that. like this was He's, a prank. No, I he, think you were. I think you were punked and you didn't know. It. No, but he 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 is something else. Though. I've seen him break his thumb. Go ahead. And no, like, his mind over matter. You know, his mind over matter. Yeah. Though, how, but how about, I've never seen anything like that. How about the Trump story? That's a good. Oh, one. that was you know. So because we're, we're about to talk. No. To, we're about to talk about Trump. So oh. this we can end on this one. So he is um, really like, obviously Cole is smart. He's calculated. He ta- so. We used to talk about politics all the time on the mm-hmm. plane. We had young guys on the on the team, so they couldn't really relate. So Kobe and myself were sitting there talking, and he was telling me Trump is going to win this election. And this is this is like early, early. On, right? this, this is before is like the election. Kobe said pre twenty sixteen. Pre twenty sixteen. Yeah. While I was playing with, him. I was like, I predicted no. it a year before. And the little thing called the nightly show. Yeah, yeah, you should, you should, you should have, a, have him on the show. I'm I'm the light skin mamba. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's he, called a callback just for you, non-professional <laughs> I'll, I'll, comedians. If I ever get your number, I'll save yeah. you my phone you as a light skin, I'm not my, my light skin uh, mamba. Yeah. But no, he literally like broke down each state about wh- where Hillary needs to go and What's do this. Five thirty-eight, Kobe. What yeah, is yeah, this? this is. I was surprised. So we're right. going back and forth, and he's saying this, that, and the other. I'm like, there's no way this dude is over here grabbing mm-hmm. who and everything like that. We're texting throughout the throughout the, the right. election process. Really, and then like. He wants to win so bad at everything. At five thirty in the morning, he uh-huh. texts me, "I told you so." And the, I, on, the, election, on, the day, on election night, on election night, and it was crazy <laughs> that he also won an Oscar. I'm like, what are the odds <laughs> yeah. that Kobe gets to win an Oscar? That's just not fair, really. I, I told him straight up. 
It's really not get fair. A, I think he can get an EGOT. Then he texted me back like he's a, smiley, a f- smiley face emoji. I think he could. He's not going to get an EGOT. If there's one person that can get an EGOT, he's not going to get an EGOT. He'll be the first one to get an EGOT across the championship. Because this is the thing. He's smart enough that he's going to figure out a way. He'll produce the players. He won't get the Tony. He'll just have the ego. Thank you. Come on. See how I did that? That's a wrap. All right. Let's do questions. Let's move on. Here's what we're going to do. So we have a lot of questions. Everybody's like, are they going to talk about sports, bro? No. No, we're not going to do that. Um, so we have questions from some people. Tommy, uh, some of these people tweeted. You can go through them and yeah, ask me. Yeah, we've got a bunch of good questions. Thank um, you, everybody, for sending these in. And uh, I appreciate everybody doing it. Some are kind of silly, but I'll see what I can answer here. What do we got? Holly Quaid. Um, Spell that? Uh, regular spelling of Holly. Quaid, Q-U-A-T-E. Uh, Larry, how do you keep from total overwhelm when the news is so exhausting? I feel like I can't do anything besides keeping up with the news because it's so all-consuming. Turn question. off the news, Holly. Turn it off. It's hard, though. It's turn hard. it off. You just have to turn it off. You have to have hobbies. You have to do things that are fun. Like, we, you know, we're just spent talking about sports if you're still listening to Holly. But how long? So, yeah. so this was a thing I think everybody, after Trump got elected, mm-hmm. there was about a six-month window where it was just impossible to turn it off because you never knew what the next day. I mean, you still don't. Yeah, but look, here's what it is. When did it become normal for you? No, but the thing is, is when you listen to it like that, it becomes pornography, basically. And you have to know that pornography is very addictive. So you can't listen to Trump with pornography ears where you're trying to get this, you get this, like, this high or this fix, you know, it's it's very drug oriented that you're getting, you're hoping that he had to come up and so you're waiting to see what happens, you know. I view it a lot more coldly than that, you know. I really laugh sometimes when I see the highs and lows on Twitter and the people who are excited about a Mueller thing or disappointed yeah. about that. I view it more in the middle, like, good Lord, what happened now, you know? <laughs> or I'll look at it like that or, you know, try to have some humor about it. Or I'll try to find out what, what I think is the truth in something. But having said that, you can't just focus your life on these things. There's so many other things to focus on. If you are interested in things in the world, then you can get involved in things, you know, advocacy for things, you know. But if you're listening to that that news chatter about this, yeah. of course it's going to well, be depressing. Well, that's what's dangerous is, the, is cable news, uh, even at its best, is built to inflame and amplify these. So there's, there's no nuance anywhere. I mean, obviously, we've talked about mm-hmm. Fox News a bunch in this show, but like— Everyone is guilty of this in that they can't take a story and not just beat it into the ground because they have 24 hours to fill. And so you you can really drive yourself crazy if you but, keep— But if you turn off the news and you still have a f- smartphone, like, people still go on Facebook and stuff, and there's, like, targeted ads and stuff yeah. towards those well, that, Follow know, the Kardashians. How many times <laughs> do I have to tell you this, Roy? <laughs> Channel for me. This. I've yeah. been trying to yeah. explain this to you. Yeah. This is the key to your happiness, ultimately. Royce, I've I've had multiple my... teammates that have dated Kardashians. Uh, I'm not, not going to get, get into that at all. This is how you get more light-skinned kids. <laughs> We're lucky Roy didn't end up on the Kardashians. Okay, what's next? Okay, speaking of Facebook, Cameron Shirley wrote, up, wrote in and said, Hey, Cameron. Larry, I'd like to hear your thoughts on everything that's happening with Facebook this week. Um... This is one of those things where I don't I don't understand why we're making such a big deal about it. I'm a bit of a contrarian on this. Like, I believe if Obama had used Cambridge Analytica to win the 2012 election, nobody would have a problem with that. They'd be saying how smart the Obama team is, you know. This is, this is why they're going to win elections. The Republicans are so stupid not to be in the new world of getting data on people. In fact, they were applauding. No, but there was some no, stuff. No, hold there- on. Let me finish my point. You know, I think a lot of it is because people— are so upset with the Trump win, you know, are so upset. Everything that proves that there was something nefarious behind that win produces this outrage machine, you know, everything, you know, whether it's the Russians or whether it's the Facebook thing or whatever it is, we have to investigate. We have to make sure that didn't happen. Nobody would be saying we have to make sure this Facebook thing doesn't happen again and we get more people like Barack Obama in the White House unless they were on the right. That's true. You That's know, true. But the mainstream media certainly would yeah. be saying it. So I have a different view about this. I'm like, whatever. Everybody knows Facebook takes your friggin' data. I mean, you can go in any search engine and then you go on Facebook and it's right there, you know, it's the ad. So... I mean, they're basically spying on you all the time. But that's what they do. They offer you a free service. And in exchange for that free service, they want your shit. They sell your information. Yes, that's that's the agreement that you have with them, you know. Don't you think they're just a convenient scapegoat? 
Everyone wants, like, like to your point, everyone wants a scapegoat for to explain Trump. It, let me put it. Well, yes. Well, it's not so much an scapegoat to explain Trump. It's people are mad at the things that caused it, you know. And I understand that outrage, you know. So people are upset that Facebook, they believe, was a way that Trump wasn't able to win the election, whether it was the Russians putting ads on it or whatever it was, these things, you know. And um, that's why there's a lot of the virulence that's coming out in these attacks against it, you know, because if this has been going on since 2011, why are people just concerned about it now after Trump wins? Yeah. But it's been known about since 2011. That's what I mean. After Obama won, nobody was complaining about yeah any any data being used to. Well, collect I agree. Votes. I, that's totally true. Then the, the I, like they're not only were they not complaining, there were a lot of the Obama digital strategists who were sort of heralded as yes. these, like, they understand the as internet. As the new wave. Yeah, they understand mm-hmm. the internet. They I remember like, McCain and Romney. They're these old white yeah, guys that don't yeah. know how to do the this. The one stuff. thing I would say because mm-hmm. I actually think I basically which agree is true. With you. The, but, my yeah. one my one thing to point out is that with Cambridge Analytica, they've been. They've been busted doing a lot of things worse right. than just using data. Like yeah, they're, they're wrong. They're politicians. Com- they're completely wrong. But yeah. the bigger slippery slope is the fact that we allow Facebooks into this relationship with us in the first place. You know, and how insidious that relationship just is. Do you know? If you think it's hard to break up with someone in a relationship, do you know how hard it is to break up with Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you try. It's, you, it is very difficult yeah. to quit Facebook, not just from an emotional standpoint, but just from a process standpoint. They asked you yeah. a couple times. Yes. If you, I did that, and like it was hard. Are you hard off to, now? I'm off. I'm off. But they ask you like three, four times. You sure you want to? Yes. Like, and we'll like keep your password and everything right. ready for you if, if you ever want to so come back. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure it's like want? AOL was like that. I remember, I think it was my mom or somebody had an AOL account and they tried to quit it. AOL was calling them and emailing, are you sure? What's going on? What did we do? What's, it's like, shut up, AOL. Nobody wants to be on you anymore. Yeah. Do you still use it? Facebook? Yeah. Yeah, I have a professional account, you know, where I yeah. publicize and that kind of stuff. I, my personal account, I look at it, but it just, you know. Well, that's the thing is if you don't put anything on there. It just there, doesn't if mean that much. you don't put any much, data right? on there, it doesn't really hurt you. The problem I, is if you're just sparing your soul to Facebook yeah. and expecting no, no I one I think to, the, the best thing for Facebook is when family members post pictures of things and you don't get to see those family members yeah. and you get to see it, you yeah. know? Yeah. But in terms of, I don't know, the town hall it was meant to be or whatever, you know, whatever. They just, Facebook just wants your shit. Next question. This is a good one. From Ayan Ali. Thanks, Ayan, for sending this in. If you were stuck in an elevator... Oh, this would, is crazy. Would you rather listen to mumble rap or the tangerine EDM means State of the Union speech? What? I think Roy should have what? Uh, uh, Would you rather listen? Wait, that doesn't who, even make sense. Who, what's the second one again? Would the, you rather the listen tangerine to tangerine EDM mean, oh, which oh, is his nickname for Trump's yeah. oh. state, uh, state of the Union speech? I mean, me, I, I don't know if I'm a millennial or not. Is 31 is a cutoff, but I'd probably listen to the mumble rap, you know? Why do I want to be in an elevator for two hours <laughs> listening to the State of the Union speech? The timing is tough. That doesn't even I make sense. Should, I think you should just I mash. think this question deserves a little you, more thought. You can mash up the two yeah. of them and make it good. Yeah. Um, okay, let's let's find a non-Trump one. Uh, from Daniel F., this is a good one. You've worked on many TV shows. Yes. If a network approached you about rebooting an old show uh, that you didn't work on, he didn't say that, but I'm adding that. Mm-hmm. Which show would you bring oh, back? That's an interesting question. You, are you a TV lover? Right? I love TV. Right? Binge watch everything. Roy's a TV. Okay, so they lover is an understatement. <laughs> so they brought back Roseanne, which yeah. has gotten crazy ratings. Yeah. They did Will and Grace, which started off with good ratings. Doing, okay, both of those are reboots with the same cast. Yeah. I keep hearing about Martin reboot, you know, bringing that back. I heard about back. that too, but, but it doesn't seem like that's, that's going to happen. Yeah, for a lot of there's, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> uh, most a lot. of them are sad. <laughs> there's a lot that would need to have. Yeah, yeah. most of the shows are the white shows, though. You don't hear about yeah. the black shows. That's actually out. interesting. Has there been a has there been a straight like Arrested Development was the same cast? Do you think anybody's trying to bring back the Cosby Show? I forget about you, motherfucker. I Thank you, Roy. Right. I have not forgotten about <laughs> we that. Gotta, yeah, we I don't care. We got We got. I don't care if he's trying to act blind or he's got a cane. I have not forgotten about that. Motherfucker. Is, is being blind while you're on trial like the go-to for people? Isn't Suge Knight just way, all of a sudden blind? He now? raped the women in the dark, so I don't oh, know why man. blind is an excuse that he, you know, that we're should supposed be to use. Is Suge Knight blind now? I mean, they said he was blind, and he, as he wasn't fit no, to be in court. It. If they could do All in the Family the right way, that would be a fun show. I actually like that. Yeah. Show. Um, yeah. That could be a show that could be relevant. 
you know, and still be fun if they could find the right way to, to do that show. And also, friend, so maybe of, friend of the pod, Norman Lear, is yes. still killing it. And one so, day at like, a time. You, he, rebo- he, he rebooted, yeah. rebooted one in day at but, a time. But so you could you could conceivably get his blessing yeah. for this reboot. Put and a make couple it, of drinks yeah, make and make it so yeah. it's not a... It doesn't feel like it's like a dirty, yeah. cheap remake of I a thing. I just that, do it. Oh, jeez, you need to get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like something that's going to happen. Uh, what about you? Do you have a show? That that should be rebooted. That well, you'd like Well, there's a show that I was thinking about I'd love to see now. And it, I, I don't know if we need a full reboot, mm-hmm. but Oz. Do you ever watch Oz on HBO? Oz, oh, yeah, Oz, yeah. The show about prison? Yeah. That seems odd. Why would you reboot Oz? Because I just was, prison I was thinking about it with this guy, Michael Cohen, yeah. Trump's lawyer, yeah. who's probably going to go to jail. You want to see it as a documentary. <laughs> well, no, I just want to see, like, these you characters see it as in a the show because show. it's the craziest fucking show. Right. And it's like one of these, it's, it was the first sort of HBO drama. It was it was before Sopranos, before yeah. Sac- yeah. before. It was a little too uh, graphic. For it's me. really out there, and it was really a couple of things were really interesting about it. It's actually a great rewatch because I like my violence before people get in prison. Once they're in prison, I'm not interested in the violence. Yeah. Well, there's a but so there's a couple <laughs> things. There's, it's a total breeding ground for like like you'll recognize every actor on the show because yeah. they've all gone on to be yeah a lot of like huge stars yeah. afterwards. And then also they did a really good job of. It's not the kind of show where there's like four main characters and it sticks with that. Like, the show is a complete ensemble. And so they, Oz is your choice. Oz You'd is like my to choice. See that yeah. Okay. All right. Do you have one, Ray? Uh, what's the name of the show? Uh, Sanford and Son or something. Sanford like and that. Son. You know, just I mean, like, you don't remember Sanford. And I used to watch that with my dad. You know, yeah, all the time. Red Fox was hilarious. That would be a good one. Yeah. Because uh, there's a working class uh, show, you know, with a junk man. Yes. And when did it end? Know, what year? Do you remember? Probably in the 70s. 70s. sometime. Because then he got that variety show. That, <laughs> that was real crazy. People don't remember that Red Fox show. Red yeah. Fox is crazy. You know? We got another TV question from Nice yes. Birds, which is a nice name. Okay. Uh, hey, Larry. Once saw you. Hey. Once saw a piece you did on pitching a room mm-hmm. and found it instructive. What other tips do you have uh, on the art of pitching? Well, that's a big question. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what I said in that situation. Uh, the best, if you're pitching something somewhere, whether it's, uh, I mean, in the creative field, of course, a TV show, film, or whatever, um, the best thing you can do is to be the, the best um, uh, version of yourself that is entertaining and enjoyable and, and clear. You know, and you want clarity. But you want to be that best version of yourself. Don't try to be something that you're not. Don't try to be something that you think that they want. Be that best version of yourself that has enthusiasm, is energetic, and has clear passion for the thing that you're bringing them. If you have in their mind, if the thought you have in their mind when you're going in the room is, oh, man, I can't wait till they hear this idea. Yeah. That thought can carry you through the entire pitch. You know, yeah. The excitement that you have for the idea. And be yourself as you're telling them. You know, There you go. Jack Burton sent in a good one. What's if, up, if, Jack? If you could have dinner with Malcolm, Martin, or Elvis, uh, what would you serve to each? Um, which Martin? Which uh, Malcolm? <laughs> which Malcolm? Which, I, I mean, we're just gonna, talking I about think, like Malcolm Lee's, Spike Lee's brother. I think, I think Malcolm, you're going to have or? to choose. You're going to have to choose your favorite <laughs> Malcolm, your favorite Martin. Martin Freeman? I mean, the actor? Yeah. Or Elvis Mitchell, the writer? I mean, who are we talking about? Um, that's a crazy question. Like, what would you serve? I feel like Malcolm X wouldn't eat any swine. Well, you don't yeah. want to give him pork ribs. Or yeah. he's a, like he'd that. be yeah. a tricky one meal-wise. Yeah. I feel like vegan. You might be able to sneak some carnitas in and say <laughs> something <Yeah>. else, though. <laughs> Elvis, Elvis goes hard. Elvis, a lot of alcohol. Elvis some beer-battered shrimp yeah. or something like you that. You give him some pills and he'll just <laughs> oh, eat anything. Oh, yeah, Once he pops those pills, he's done. Um, and the dinner's lit regardless. Just check, just check the bathroom. Make sure he doesn't, uh, <laughs> doesn't leave us. Just resort to Elvis. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Martin, though. Martin is okay. Um Also, he, he didn't ask this, but of the three, who would you most want to have dinner with? Who would I most want to yeah, have dinner with? If you had to pick between well, those three. Well, they're all dead. I don't want to have dinner with dead people. I mean, <laughs> oh, you living, mean when they were alive. Living. Who would you most mm. want to have dinner with of the three? That's a tough one. I mean, I mean, any of those is is a cool thing. I mean, the I mean, chance to talk with Malcolm. You can cancel out Elvis. Elvis is like. I don't know. I wouldn't cancel out Elvis so quickly. Look, when you put him with those two, you might be able to. But you can't just cancel out having. 
Tommy, you cannot cancel out having dinner I mean, with Elvis. I, would think, I think it would Are be, you kidding me? I think it would be great. I think it would be great, but compared to these two, these other two, like no yeah, way. Yeah, but what if what if you're sitting down with Martin Luther King and saying, and I think the next oh, thing boy. we need to do is go on a march. For the, and the people are doing that. And then after all, you're like, all right, enough already with the marches. You know, enough. <laughs> Elvis is like, you want to hear another song? Yes, Elvis, I definitely want to hear another song. Thank you. Can I have those potatoes? You can have as many potatoes of mine that you want, Elvis. Thank Just please sing me another song. <laughs> I want to talk about my marches again. Stop it with the marches over here. <laughs> enough with the, enough with the causes. Now Malcolm fair, might fair. I mean you might get you the first ten minutes might be really exciting and then the next fifty might yeah. be, you know, you're trying to leave the room. Depends it's on the mood. It's possible. I'm just it's, saying it depends on his it's mood. It's possible is all yeah. I'm saying. Depends on his mood, depends on the time. Malcolm might be interesting. He might have a few things to say just because the nation of Islam, Elijah Muhammad, you know, being a Muslim, all that kind of stuff. You know. Right. I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Just got his head. I was going to say. Just got his head. He's going to say, Mark. Just let me ask you a question. Let's eat on the mountain top. <laughs> All of God's people. I, I don't want to be disrespectful to, to any of those people. people. Just Jews say it. Just say We'll be able to eat the same meal. <laughs> <laughs> was was Malcolm X cool with white people? my diet soda is sugar-free at last. Wait, sugar you can answer this. Well, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> was Malcolm X cool with white people? Was he cool with white people? Yeah. What do you mean, was he cool with white people? I know I saw, I like, mean, MLK. was attacked by the KKK. <laughs> yeah. So I had a dinner party with mm-hmm. my family... Wait, I, what time period? Are we going in a time machine, no, or are they coming I, here? I think we're talking prime. Are we, no, are we're we, talking prime. We're, we're, we're teleporting them to our time, or we're going back to their well, time? Well, that's a whole different conversation. I, because then Martin's like, what's that device you have in your hand? <laughs> Do you it's think they would have all a- those images? I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> so, Martin, you need to really calm down here. You're really making a lot of unnecessary <laughs> I think you just have to do the rest of this podcast in that voice. Oh, man. I would that's probably it. say MLK. Just do it the rest of this. Yeah. The, that's it. Elvis would be hilarious in 2018. Yeah. He'd still be hungry. Though. By the way, Elvis in 2018 would have a lot of problems. Molly? In society. Because, really? Molly? Well, because Elvis stuff? was crazy. Well, well he, he couldn't go anywhere. He was like a party. Who would get day. the most attention by people? Elvis. Come on. Oh, of oh, course yeah. it's Elvis. Yeah, Elvis. Absolutely. No, it's Elvis. Elvis. Is, Elvis is a rock star. Yeah. It would be two. sad because I think Malcolm would get the least amount of attention because he wasn't as recognizable by the modern. Well, Malcolm would be Malcolm would be like so marginalized by Fox News. They would like they would hate him. Oh, they would ha- they, they would, would hate, hate him. him. They would hate him. Well, we would test and see how much they really do like MLK now. So okay, you guys are talking about his dream and everything. Yeah. He right here. Yeah. He say right it. here. Say now it. what you got to say. <laughs> <laughs> he would not be happy with Dodge uh, pickup trucks and stuff using oh, yeah. his image and stuff like Wait, that. Wait, Dodge uses MLK's it, name? His speech in their Super Bowl commercial oh, in, the, in the MLK and family. I have a dream <laughs> that a Dodge Ram is a Hemi. <laughs> yeah. Is the, is the truck for God's people? Do you think I had a dream today. They would be, what, do you think between those two, how would they feel about the state of, like, black America? Malcolm and Martin? Yeah, like, when they, if they I were teleported to this I Abraham Lincoln feels about freeing the slaves at this point, you know? Like, if he had second thoughts or... president. They weren't supposed to become presidents. Like, if he goes, hold on a second. Um, hmm... Uh, no, in whatever. Retro, I'm just, just going to stick with my decision. I'm just going to stick with my decision. Uh, oh. on, on the whole, oh, okay, no, I but think this it's is okay. actually so. We were talking about this earlier about these ads, about ads that play on oh, right. that oh, are yeah. racially insensitive. What Wait, is that racially insensitive? No, 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 no. Like we're talking about like no, the Pepsi I'm asking ad, about the, Pepsi the pickup ad. truck. Yeah, the pickup yeah. truck. Yeah, I mean his it's family just, it seems found inappropriate. it. Yeah, to, there was like a huge gap in the correlation. I feel like in terms of like <laughs> wait, what did, he stands they, for wait, and, and the Hemi. <laughs> like you said. But you don't know if he liked trucks or not. I have no idea. Uh, if MLK liked trucks. Uh, he may have loved trucks. He may have thought trucks were awesome. Right? Maybe. Now, but did his family not get permission to use it, or was that the deal? Because that's I, a different story. I think uh, I'm not sure. I, uh, right. But from what I understand, like right. they weren't happy that it was used maybe without their permission, right? And and stuff. What like I, that. My issue with that whole thing, right. I, I understand the criticism, but I yeah. hate that people sit on Twitter and they watch something, and mm-hmm. their immediate thought after watching the ad is, "This is why it's so evil and messed up and stupid." Evil, like like, or maybe not evil, but just like mm-hmm. the, like it. It was such a non. 
it was it was such a non-story that was, was created into this kind of firestorm. Mm. Like it was, I wouldn't have personally, if I worked for Dodge, I probably would have been like, this is probably a little bit over the top. Yeah. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. have said like this is going to be like a fireable offense or anything like that. Like it doesn't seem. Mm. It seems like their heart was in the right place. They just. I don't know if their heart had anything to do with it. You oh think, no, their bottom line. I was think the it's right the place. pocketbook. The pocketbook. Yeah. Yes, that's. Yeah. that's if true. it wasn't a Super Bowl commercial, you think that it'd be that much of an uproar? If it was like a, a no, commercial no that would, comes no one on, would see it because no yeah. one watches commercials anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know how they even come up with that. We need a. We need a good hook for this. Dodge Ram truck commercial. What if Dr. King said how much he liked it? Who said that? <laughs> that's, that's a brilliant idea. Did yeah. he have a, what did he have? A, he had like a vision. It was a dream. It was a dream, yes. But this is what <laughs> happens. This there. is what happens. The same thing happened. It's not as, it wasn't as drastic, but a similar thing happened. Remember during the Super Bowl when mm-hmm. Timberlake did the Prince hologram? Everyone got all mad at him. <laughs> yeah, that was. And it was like everyone was like, "Well, Prince would have done this." He's like, "Prince is rolling over." It's just like, like everyone just relax. Yeah. Like it just doesn't seem like he, this is he. He's honoring him by doing this thing. Mm. But, like, but I feel like I if, go ahead, if the if the family or the estate has an issue with it, then I could see there's a problem with it. But I, me personally, I didn't have an issue with it. But apparently, like Prince did an interview where or something. He doesn't want once he's dead. Doesn't want, Didn't want a hologram. Hologram or I or think stuff we have like a that. misplaced concern about people rolling over in graves. You know, I'm I not that concerned. Term. I it's forgot that term. Right I'm there. really yeah. not that concerned about it. You know, if they're rolling over in the grave, you know, get a better coffin next time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the, grave was, the grave was not well. There, it's a coffin <laughs> issue in. <laughs> I think that's my what issue. it is. The guy Prince is rolling over his grave. Well, you know, get him a tighter coffin next time. You know. That's that's not my concern. All right, what else? Fair. What else right. we got? Hold, hold, speaking of coffins, yes. I just thought about this. Seeing you last week at the premiere of the Andre the yes, Giant Andre thing. Yes, Andre the Giant, yeah. And he, I was, he passed away. Great documentary. Yes. And myself being not as big but as tall as him. Right. I wonder what his coffin looked like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, and his pallbearers. Good, good, good you question. Know? That yeah. to me, like— Seems if like, ever there is a case for cremation, oh, shit. I mean, Andre the Giant <laughs> is it. I mean, come so, on. Or he's so just, like, I'm sorry, or I'm you sorry, just, Miss Andre the Giant. Or you would just have a, yeah. an insanely massive tomb. It would be like, it would be no, like, one of I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about this no. for me, yeah. though, you know. No, you have line. to say, I'm, no, I'm, sorry, Mrs., <laughs> I'm sorry, Mrs. Andre the Giant. But see these matches over here. Oh, this is what shit. we have to do. You know, there's we just don't have a choice. I mean, sorry, <laughs> yeah, sorry, not sorry, but next time don't be a giant. But my wife will, probably, my kids will say that as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Dad, we have this beautiful urn we have picked out for you. And by the way, Dad, you're gonna there be dead. It's not, like, right. it's not like you're gonna know. Check out these matches. You know? Oh man, <laughs> right. I want my. Yeah, head. We'll let you pick out your urn. How about that? I want to be digitally like brought back to life. No, but this is know? this is what I think we should do because they didn't give you a tribute in Indiana. Yeah, we're gonna say you need to build a tomb to Roy outside of the arena. Like a massive, a massive tomb you can bury. A statue. In. Yeah, like a statue, and then you're gonna be like, almost like you walk by and you pass like it's like the tomb oh, yeah. of like a god. Oh, god. That's gonna be you in well, Indianapolis. We, we, you, you can help negotiate that <laughs> in you know, a couple of years. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What, did, what did you think about the Sean Hannity, uh, Kimmel <laughs> back and forth? I found the Ezra Klein Sam Harris uh, beef battle much more interesting than the Sean Hannity <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Sean Hannity, he's supposed to have a new show, and yet he spent his whole show, I think it was on Friday or something, slamming a late-night comedian, like, showing supposedly— For two days, for two days straight. Yes, and it. supposedly showing us clips from The Man Show. Like, he doesn't even know that was a comedy show. Yeah. You know, proving to us that, uh, I don't know, that we're Doesn't he remind to, uh, you—he really reminds me of uh, Brick in Anchorman, the Steve, Car- <laughs> the Steve Carell character. No, it's worse than that. I mean— I don't even know how to describe Sean Hannity, but here's where I was shocked. You know, Rachel Maddow, I think, became the number one show, I guess, uh, that new show in that slot or whatever, and she surpassed Sean Hannity. How are so many people watching Sean Hannity? I don't understand that. I really don't get it. Isn't Fox Network, like, one of the most watched networks? Yes, but I still don't understand how Sean Hannity has the most watched show. I don't get that. Isn't Trump? I mean, it like makes me Fox want Bill O'Reilly to come back. It <laughs> yeah. really does. Well, no. So what's happening now with Trump and Fox is he watches he watches Fox and Friends and he watches all these other shows, and yeah. so the hosts know it, and, and you can see them basically. Stuff. They're basically like 
doing these straight to camera things where yeah. they know they're talking The president to him. normally gets a presidential briefing yeah. in the morning that he reads. Sometimes they can have a short version of it or a longer version. Trump, instead of the presidential briefing, he watches Fox and Friends. Yeah. And that's where he gets his presidential briefing uh, every morning. That's what they talked about. I guess uh, Trevor Noah did a piece where um, Fox and Friends or whatever was talking about a horde of uh, people. Latin people coming through Mexico. Yeah, he said. Obviously, when you use the word "horde," it makes it sound like you're demeaning, dehumanizing people and everything like that, making them like animals. But and then I guess an hour or two later, he's on doing a press conference talking about there's a horde of people coming to break into, you know, the United States and everything like that. It's just crazy to me that it can go from TV straight. To the horse's yeah, it's mouth, broadcast you know? news all yeah. over again. Look, Trump got his whole foreign policy ideas from Ann Coulter. You know the whole thing about the immigrants and Mexicans and all that kind of stuff. So there you go. It's just depressing. It couldn't be like a better channel that he got his news from. Like like a like a if like the at first the first president that he got that his news this, from or his yeah, policy his everything everything. Mm-hmm. It's just this, if you when's the last time you sat and watched Fox for like an hour? like if he got it from Real Housewives or something like I, that anything or? anything <laughs> any show. There's, there's no, it's there's no, there's nothing below. I don't think the president of the United States should be watching that much television. television yeah, I think there's a problem or playing with that. that much golf. And and the thing is, is that no, I, <laughs> I actually would encourage him to play more golf. I'm actually more com- com- comfortable with that than him getting policy from Fox and Friends. Oh, okay. And he's given all the information that these people don't have. That's yeah. what's amazing to me. He doesn't have to watch these shows to get his information. Yeah. I think he watches them to to figure out what his opinion is. This is a good question. Uh, can, I, can I ask yes. a question real quick? Yeah. Sure. Real, sure. real quick. I know you're on a, I don't Go know if you're on a bind, but it, with the daily show, your, your nightly show, mm-hmm. You think it would be beneficial to Fox to have like a comedy like half hour show? Do you think? Well, like they tried that? that. They tried that a few years ago. Look, there's a lot of people on the right who feel like those shows are dominated by people who are on the left. It's yeah. become that type of thing, and they make fun of a lot of those shows, saying all those people think the same and talk the same way. Yeah. To me, I look at it. Comedy has trends all the time. Yeah. There are vaudevillian comedians that wouldn't work today because time moves on and people yeah. have different tastes, you know, and people like to hear opinion comedy now a lot, yeah. you know. But um but I think I personally think there is room for somebody from the right to have a show like that as yeah. a person who thinks as a producer, you know, and that type of thing. I think somebody should try to take advantage of that. I don't know if it should be on Fox News. Yeah. Because that, you know, I don't think news shows know how to produce comedy shows. CNN yeah. tried to do a show with D.L. Hughley yeah. for a while, and it was terrible. It wasn't D.L.'s fault. It's just yeah. CNN doesn't know how to produce a comedy yeah. show, really. You know, um, they have uh, they have Kamau Bell doing some kind of documentary show, you know, where he does some comedy, but that's not really a comedy show. It's more of a documentary. So I do feel like <clears throat> I'm very interested in hearing from all sides, and I. I I think it would be great if there was a comedy show that came from the right and skewered the left. Do you do you buy the argument, because a lot of people have made this, that Republicans just are not, by and large, funny? No. So this is why they can't do it? No, it's not correct. I hear that, but it's, no, it's a ridiculous argument. But there is, numbers-wise, you could, numbers-wise, there's something there. Because, like, there are obviously, like, a guy like Dennis Miller, who's now a conservative, Mm -hmm. was one of the great, one of the great comics ever, one of the great Mm -hmm. SNL uh, comedians, everything like that. But, like... There's not. It's not like there's this overflow of conservative comedians who are being blocked off by a place like Comedy Central, is like whoever the, or or a lot of different <clears throat> places like Netflix. Like funniest man usually wins. You know what I mean? And so this. Well, there's two politics issues. Is not is not. Here, here's what it is, Tommy. You're you're talking about two different things, but you're treating them as one. Yeah. You said our conservatives funny. Um, What's his, Kelsey Grammer is a conservative, one of the funniest shows ever on television. No one would consider him not funny. Lucille Ball is a conservative. She's one of the best comedians of all time. No one would ever consider her not funny. But they weren't doing political comedy. Now, political comedy is different because your audience are going to be people that agree with you. They're laughing in agreement. They're not laughing at you pointing the finger at them. They're laughing at both of you together pointing the finger at somebody else. So what's difficult is... 
because most of the judges of this are liberal. Most of the judges of this comedy and most of the people making the decisions are on the left, whether they're at the studios and that type of thing. So the echo chamber of what's good and what's bad is slanted towards the left. Say what you want. So somebody who wants to do political comedy and they're doing it from the right, they face a more of an uphill battle being accepted in that realm. It has nothing to do with funny. It has to do with agreement. If you're doing Trump jokes that are in agreement with Trump, people aren't going to laugh because they don't agree with you. Yeah. So you're, you have an uphill battle to find acceptance to the audience. So you have to – I think if you're going to be on the right and make jokes, you just got to bring it and come with some hardcore jokes and you got to be funny. We had that show at Love It or Leave It that I did a few months ago. And Tim Miller – Oh, he brought it. He got up he brought it, man. Yeah. I was so impressed with Tim and I talked to him. Tim, and he's not even a comedian. He's not a comedian, he but he funny. worked with the Jeff yeah. campaign. And Tim, he's, you know what, Tim is just a smart guy who has balls, you know. He didn't mind being on the right in an audience of left. He was self-deprecating, and he could also throw jabs. And I thought it was his authenticity that really the audience enjoyed. Mm -hmm. They didn't require him to be on their side. And I think you need somebody who's fearless on the right to go after left targets. Like, let me put it a different way. Like Obama— in my mind, was an unnecessarily sacred target. And he, he became sacred from the left. The left was afraid to go after Obama as a comedy target. Mm-hmm. Now, some black people did because he was just, you know, we didn't care. The black thing wasn't sacred to us. Yeah. We treated it differently. Yeah. You, know? you definitely went yeah, after him. Yeah, but white liberals, white liberals were too afraid because of the race issue to go after Obama. You know, and some of them agree with him because Clinton, even though he was on the left, plenty of comics— on the left went after Clinton. So it had nothing to do with ideology. Plenty of comics went after Hillary Clinton, too, as well. You know, so comics will go after people on the left. But Obama, he provided a dilemma for a lot of liberal comics because yeah. the racial guilt you know, yeah. kind of overtook their ability to criticize him. And nobody was funny enough, I think, on the right who was making jabs at him. And there was a lot of the disagreement things. You know, that was a missed opportunity in comedy. If you look back, there are plenty of great jokes about Bush. Plenty of great jokes about Clinton. You can look back. There aren't great jokes about Obama. Ugh. The jokes about no. Obama are are jokes that are secretly praising him. You know. No, there's not. There's there's not a lot of great. Really? There's not. There's not. I a mean, lot of I great, did the yeah. one at the correspondence dinner where it was just even a light jab. Even there was ooh where I talked about the, uh, dropping the bombs from a distance. Like Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah, like Steph Curry. <laughs> that was a good joke. Yeah, because he's you know he's bombing people with these drones. But the, you know but, we're just you know supposed to accept it. You know what's yeah. funny? There's the it's it's funny we'll get to one correspondence dinner story just because sure. it's coming up. So I was at the correspondence dinner where you were yes. performing, um, and you, you did the the infamous thing, of course, where at the end you uh, you call <laughs> the nigga. Pres- you call yeah. the president. Yeah. Yes, but so you can we were, say it, Tommy. So, we're amongst oh, 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 friends. Oh, oh, oh. I had good. Oh, oh, oh. Roy, Roy, he can say it. I'm Go not going to say it in front of a live microphone. <laughs> this is but, like white people are so afraid of this trap. I'm not going to say it. But they said I could say it, you guys. But one funny. Thing, to your point is I still remember this so we had good we had good seats we're sitting mm-hmm. I was sitting like towards the front and yes. most of that room is like it's one of the whitest rooms you could possibly mm-hmm. be in it's just right. is like it's a combination of like Washington people and media people and stuff like that but it's not I'm sure they want it to be diverse, but it just isn't. It's mm-hmm. probably one yeah. black person per every ten tables. It's, it's East Coast elite. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. you have up you have up there. You have Larry's up there, and the mm-hmm. president's up there. Michelle's up there, and when Larry gets up, so when Obama goes, he just kills. He always kills. He's uh, great at it. Amazing timing. Da-da-da. Arguably the funniest president Everyone, ever. Yeah. If you discount. Harding. Yeah. yeah, Every, yeah. <laughs> everyone everyone in the room, everyone in the room sort of laughing because like you said, it's like this is the team. Like this yeah. is the, this is our guy. We gotta right. laugh from da-da-da. Exactly. Larry gets up there and he starts when he starts making jokes about Obama and then when he does the thing at the end, I'm looking around and pe- and a lot of the people in the room, they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. They're really uncomfortable. They're just like Sick they don't know where to laugh, they don't know all these different things. Right. Like you're kind of laughing at us. Yeah. Like we're kind of chuckling. The only like, one allowed to make jokes about Obama was Obama. But he could be I will say the two yeah. people, the mm-hmm. two people that I saw dying laughing, mm-hmm. were Will Smith and Morgan Freeman, the only two black people wow. in eyesight. I got God to the laugh. Only, oh, the only, shit, the only, the only because there was a, mm-hmm. it's like they just kind of just got it. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't need, they didn't right. need the approval of the. There person wasn't a sacredness sitting, to yeah, his being black. The person that they sitting had to next protect. to them that had to be right. like, oh well. 
I can I can do this or I can't do this. They right. just did it, and so that's like to your. There's like an awkwardness with like white liberals about yeah smiling about that that kind of thing, right? That but. that protective type of protect. We have to protect this species. <laughs> <laughs> it's classic. You know, might be the last, and I love I love my white liberals. The last what, what the last do? correspondence dinner where the president showed because she's not coming this year. Trump is such an asshole. I mean. Well, he can't. He wouldn't be able to. He's such an asshole. He really should go. I think Michelle Wolf is going to be great, too. Yeah. She's doing it? Yeah, Yeah. she's really funny. She's super funny. She's really funny. Saw her in Denver this past year. She's super funny, and people, and she's, uh, she'll bring the right She's one of those, she's one of those comics that, um, if you don't, if you haven't seen her comedy, and she gets up there, you might, like, underestimate her a little yeah. bit. And then she's just, like, a killer. And she'll no, just, yeah, she is a killer. She's great. Really I almost I, was, I almost hoped, I, I actually talked to her about this, I hoped that he was going to be, Trump Me was going to underestimate her. I was her hoping he'd be there. Because he's, a, he's like, right. a sexist. So yeah. he's like, oh, this, this, like, I knew he wasn't going to come when Hassan did it last yeah. year because, like, right. he knew that it was, like, a Muslim comic. Like, there's no way he was going to win. But he's like, oh, this is, like, a, a sort of petite, white, female comic. She's white? Like, Michelle? She looks like yeah, she could be. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. but, she, but like, like, <laughs> like, I'm going to be funnier than her, da, 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 and like, he's not. Like, okay. she would have right. lit him up. I mean, she still will, but it would no, have been funnier. Yeah, it would have been funnier. Right. If, Anything else? One more? Uh, last one. All right, last question. Margot McCrae. And by the way, thanks, Roy, for uh, for joining me. Yeah. Let's sit down. I appreciate your recollections on Beggy Ball. Huh? And of course, uh, Tommy Alter, who. Books all these guests on the show. You do a great job, Tommy. Tommy's Thank connected, you, you guys. Thank He's you. got all the connections. Margo yeah. Macrillis, what would you say to someone who wants to, to pursue a career in news or advocacy when we're faced with so many people who say facts do not matter? And the the follow-up is, what were your thoughts on Sinclair? Um, I don't have too many thoughts on Sinclair. Um, but if you want to go into those fields, yes, you do. We need quality journalists out there. You know, I remember sometimes some people would— Say, hey, we get our news from the Daily Show and Nightly Show. And even though I'm flattered with that, I want you to get your news from the news. You know, we have great journalists out there that are doing great work. And and I want them to have a forum to have that work listened to. I'm not a citizen journalist type of person. I appreciate people doing that. I like professional journalists being able to have a forum and an opportunity and a platform for their work to be seen. I think it's a shame what's happened to a lot of like local newspapers where um, a lot of bureaus have shut down and that type of thing, and a lot of money has gone out of the ability to pay journalists and for them to have a place to do their work. There's so many free platforms now where people can't get paid, so we lose a lot of good journalists. You know, so But we need good journalists out there doing the hard work, a lot of the work that we don't see all the time, a lot of the homework that we need. Your Woodward and Bernsteins, without them, there'd be no Watergate, for Christ's sakes, because they did yeah. a lot of that dirty work that nobody wanted to do. They were even ridiculed when they were doing some of that stuff, you know. And the people that are doing that because it's their passion, you know, to find the truth and to have justice in truth-telling, not justice for a side or right or left, but justice in truth-telling and telling the truth. I love that, you know, keep doing it. So if that's what you want to do, you got my vote. Top that, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Um, thanks for your questions, everybody out there. Um, you know, we did this, I think, last year. So, you know, maybe next year we'll do it again or whatever. Um, but we have some great guests coming up in the next few weeks. And um, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Roy. Well, thanks, Rob. Want to go play some ball? Uh, now we bring your shorts. I'm ready. He's got his Nikes. <laughs> he's already, <laughs> he's already, already know what he's getting himself into. Colby's. All right. We'll see you next time.